Thank you for listening to the First Christian Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to all of our Sunday morning sermons. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a sermon. Enjoy today's message. Well, today is graduation Sunday. And so here later in this service, later this morning, we are going to pull all of our graduates up on stage. We are going to honor the graduates and give them a chance to introduce themselves to you and share what their next steps are for their future. Something really interesting happens around this time of year, especially if you are a graduate or you are the family member of a graduate. This time of year, we tend to hit the pause button. We hit the pause button on life and we look back at our lives. We look back at baby pictures and we have memories of the person that is about to be fully independent who used to be completely reliant. And we remember first steps and childhood games and laughter. And we have all these memories and emotions flood into our lives. And when we hit the pause button, we start to view something that is really, really important in our lives. We start to view our legacy. You know, graduates, high school graduates, college graduates, they get asked a lot of questions. What's next? Uh, what do you, what's your plan for the future? What career do you want to go, do you want to go down? What college do you want to go to? And, and they get asked all of these questions. This morning, whether you are graduating high school or college, whether graduation seems forever away and like you'll never get there, or whether graduation was decades ago, this morning I have a question for you. What legacy do you want to leave? What legacy do you want to leave? I want to invite everyone in this room this morning to hit the pause button. And think back over the last 10, 15, 30, 60, 80 years of your life. What memories come to mind? What laughter have you shared? What have been some huge celebrations of life accomplishments? What have been some moments where you faced difficulty and you've overcome that difficulty? You see, when we hit pause, we are doing something absolutely vital. We are looking at our legacy. And I want to invite you guys this morning to look at your legacy and ask, what legacy do you want to leave? Paul's second letter to Timothy, I feel like, was Paul's letter of legacy. Paul has been arrested for the second time. He's sitting in a jail cell and he realizes he is not going to make it out of this life. He will not escape this jail cell except by death. And in the midst of sitting in this jail cell, Paul writes to Timothy. And I wonder, as Paul was writing this letter um, and, and thinking back over his life and his years and the years of preaching and traveling and doing missionary work, I wonder what Paul thought of Timothy. 
what moments came to his mind? Maybe, maybe the moment of meeting Timothy for the first time and thinking, man, there's something special in this guy. Maybe it was moments of starting new churches and, and celebrating with Timothy as people came to know Jesus Christ. Maybe it was moments of just laughter as they walked from town to town to town, starting new churches and, and sharing the, uh, the love of Jesus Christ to people around him. And, and so as Paul writes this letter, he's viewing his legacy. And you can tell from the very beginning of the letter to the very end, Paul is, is recounting to Timothy all the things that they've been through together. And he's sharing moments of, of triumph and remembering the churches. And he's sharing with Timothy the things that he's taught him and encouraging him not to forget the things that he's taught him. And, and he comes to this emotional end of the letter and he says this. He says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but to all who have loved his appearing. You see, in this moment, Paul is viewing his legacy. And I love what Paul does next. In my Bible, there is a break and there's a new chapter heading. But I would love it if, if, when we look at legacy, if all of this was squished together. And so the very next thing Paul says is vitally important. He says this, do your best to come to me soon. I was thinking about legacy and thinking about Paul and his legacy among the churches and being stuck in a jail cell. And I, I thought, why... Why would he say, come to see me soon? This could be viewed as a friend just wanting another friend to come. But the, the larger picture of Second Timothy is really a picture of, uh, you know, continue what we've done. Keep the legacy alive. Keep going. And then he goes into, come to see me soon. And, and then you think about Paul as a whole. He's sitting in a jail cell. He wrote m most of our New Testament and he comes to this realization, all right, I've got one last letter I need to write. It would make sense that Paul would write a letter to the church as a whole, to everybody. But Paul, with his last letter, decides to write Timothy and invite him to come see him. And I, I think there's a reason behind this. And I think it's a reason that we can grasp onto and we can in, incorporate into our lives. And it can change the way that we view our interactions with people and the way that we leave our own legacy. And it's this. I think Paul realized that we leave a legacy by the way we relate to people. We leave a legacy... By the way we relate to people. You see, Paul could have written a letter to the entire, entire church as a whole. But when he thought about his legacy, he decided to write a letter to the one man that he had mentored for years. Because Paul realized his legacy mattered most in the way that he related to people. 
in the way that he built relationships, in the way that he showed love. And there was this one man that was constantly with him that Paul had poured into and loved and built a relationship with. This was his legacy. And so Paul says, do your best to come to me soon. We leave a legacy by the way we relate to people. And and honestly, we know that's true because when we think about the legacy that we're leaving, 99% of the time, our thoughts, our memories, the things that come to our mind are involved with other people. We think about laughter and we think about relationships and, and we think about the people that, that have been a part of our lives and the people that we've impacted and, and the celebrations of taking new life steps with people and overcome adver- overcoming adversity with people. You see, the legacy we leave is left by the way that we relate to people. And Paul recognized this. And so with his final letter, as he's thinking about his legacy, he wrote to a person. And so I want to come back to our original question tonight, today. Sorry, I usually speak on Sunday nights. Today, what legacy do you want to leave? What legacy do you want to leave We often have ideas of grand legacy, right? We all want to leave a legacy that is just huge and grand and enormous. I'm going to share with you, I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable. I'm going to share with you guys the legacy that I want to leave with my life. I want to leave a legacy of a husband that loved his wife, a father that loved his children, and a man of God that shared Christ's love with everyone I came into contact with. We have these grand ideas of legacy, and maybe you have a similar grand idea of a legacy. But if our legacy is left in the way that we relate to people, then a question maybe we should be asking this morning instead of the big picture, what legacy do you want to leave, is how do I want to relate to people? You see, at the end of his letter, Paul says this. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And when we get to the end of our lives and we say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. The fight that we fight is a fight of loving others for Jesus. Finishing the race, the race that we want run is a race with other people and how we relate to people. And so when we get to the end of our lives and we say, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I have kept the faith, it's all about how we relate to others and the legacy that we have left with this life that we have lived. And so the question What legacy do you want to leave? Maybe a better question would be, how do you want to relate to people? This is a little bit tougher. Because grand legacy ideas, big picture, that's great. Like, let's champion that. That's awesome. But once I start asking the question, how do you want to relate to people? 
that starts messing with your everyday moment-by-moment decisions. I mean, think about it. Let's just go back to, to my legacy. If I want to be a husband that loves his wife, I'm not going to be a husband that loves his wife unless on my daily relationships I relate to my, life, my wife well. If I want to be a father that loves his children, I can't be a father that loves his children unless I sacrifice some of my own stuff and relate with my children well. If I want to be a man of God that shows love to others, it means that I'm going to have to take a step back and let others step in and and show some love to people. And, And when you start asking these questions, it challenges how we do our daily relationships. Graduates, your legacy being left in high school is, is not so much about your diploma. That's an awesome thing. But what you're going to be remembered for is the way that you interacted with your classmates and your teachers and your faculty and your staff. Parents and grandparents, the legacy that you leave with your children and your grandchildren is going to be how you relate to your children and your grandchildren and how you take time out of your busy schedules and your busy days to build them up and show them the love of Christ and and show them that they are cared for and loved. Your legacy in the midst of your career is not so much about your success. Your legacy in the midst of your career, what you will truly be remembered for is by the way that you treated your co-workers and the way that you loved them and built them up. You see, our legacy is how we relate to other people. And when we start thinking about that, it can be difficult because there are people we relate to really well. And those people, we can leave an awesome legacy with those people. But then there's others that we may not relate so well to. And this is where it gets tough. But this is where the Great Commission happens. Because Jesus said in Matthew 28, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. This is why we say every Sunday, guide people home. We're here to guide people home. Jesus didn't ask us to go make disciples of people that are already disciples. He didn't ask us necessarily, he wants us to relate well with people that already believe in him, but he wants us to relate well and love people that aren't yet disciples. When we guide people home, we are guiding people home to a loving father, a caring family, and a life-changing faith. People that aren't already home And so what this means is we are called to leave a legacy of Christ's love with people that have different perspectives, different ideas, and different beliefs than we do. This is where legacy gets hard. You see, when we finish our lives and we say, I have fought the good fight, I have run the race. Maybe the good fight and the race we run is about shoving down all of the stuff that, that we just want to be like, nope, I'm right, you're wrong, here's the way it is. And we just show people love. 
We show we were late people. We were late well to people. And we show people the incredible life-changing love of Christ. And we take a step back and we, we push back our pride. And, and we just show love. Jesus said it pretty well right before he went to the cross. And he's talking to his disciples and he says, They will know you are my followers by the way you love one another. But relating to people is hard. Honestly, we know what it's like to be us. And we give ourselves, uh, we give ourselves leeway, if you will. And, and a lot of times we don't know what it's like to be other people. And so we view them from a distance. And maybe what we're called to do is to work on our relationships with people that we just view from a distance. For King and Country has a new-ish song out uh, that is just a phenomenal song. It's a song called Relate. And, and here's what they say in this song. I don't know what it's like to be you, and you don't know what it's like to be me. But what if we're all the same in different kinds of ways? Can you relate? We both know what it's like to be hurt. We both know what it's like to feel pain. But I think it's safe to say we're on to better days. Can you relate? I don't know what it's like to be you, and you don't know what it's like to be me. But by the grace of God... We'll see each other's hearts. Can you relate? At the end of the day, the Great Commission, go make disciples. Jesus' words, people will know you by your love. That's about viewing other people's hearts. And it's about relating to people well. And it's about showing Jesus' love, this life-changing love to people around us. That is where a legacy is left. And so if we want to leave a grand legacy, we have to work on relating to people well. And so I've got three quick things, three quick things we can do to work on how we can relate to other people well. The first is this. The first is listen. Honestly, listen to their heart because, see, what we do is we tend to view people from a distance. And so while they're speaking, we know we think differently. So we're already thinking about what we're going to say next. What if we just took a step back and we just listened and we tried to connect our hearts? We honestly listened. The second thing is this. Find common ground. Find common, common ground. We may not be able to relate. We may think completely different. We have totally opposite perspectives. But I guarantee every one of us can find common ground with the other person. Every one of us, no matter how different and when we find common ground, guys, it blows people's minds. It 
not only blows the mind of the person you're finding common ground with, but the person standing over here that's watching you find someone common ground, common ground with someone and listening to them and showing love, suddenly that person's going, oh, wow, like, that's, that's what Jesus is about? Oh, I never knew that. Third thing is this, speak in love to that person's face, to that group of people's face, behind that person's back, about that general group of people, whatever it is, speak in love. Speak in love. Whether you are a graduate this morning, whether you are far from graduation, or whether you graduated years ago, we are leaving a legacy. Now, here's the cool thing about a legacy. As we hit the pause button this morning and we look back, maybe you're looking back and you're viewing your legacy and it's an awesome legacy and it's absolutely incredible. That's great. Keep going. Maybe you're looking back and you're viewing it and there's some pain there and there's some hurt and there's some regret and there's some mistakes. Here's the cool thing about a legacy. It starts now. Your legacy starts now that's why this hitting pause is so vital that's why asking the question what legacy do I want to leave how do I relate to people that's so vital because your legacy starts now because the truth is Paul is known for writing the New Testament starting all these churches loving people showing people Jesus Christ Paul's legacy was once Christian killer that's not what Paul's known for today because in a moment, Paul said, my legacy is going to be different. That's the beautiful thing about grace, guys, is that your past is behind you. You can start now. Your legacy can be different. It can be powerful and incredible and amazing. And so I give a practical challenge every week that I speak to students. And I want to give you a practical challenge tonight, today. It's not nighttime. <laughs> It's this. Who do you need to work on your legacy with? Who do you need to work on your legacy with? And maybe you could incorporate listening, finding common ground, speaking in love. And you could start this week. Here, here's the thing about legacies. They take a long time to build. It's going to be a slow road. The progress is going to be slow. But I guarantee if you start now, your legacy now, if you are intentional, will be different 10 years from now than if you walked out of the room today and you said, that was great and we're not intentional about it. Practical challenge. Let's start being intentional with our relationships and the legacy that we leave. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, God, that you have given us the opportunity to leave a legacy. Thank you, God, that you have blessed us with people in our lives. And you have entrusted us with those people to be able to leave a legacy for you in their lives. God, I pray that as we move forward from here, that we would be intentional about our relationships and the way that we connect with others 
and we would truly leave a legacy for your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.